0: This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now i to all the bicycle
1: riders. In bicycle rider, bicycle rider, bike ride my other bike ride i
2: Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on community radio, 3CR 855 AM and digital. And thank you to Democracy Now for the last hour of current affairs. This is Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio. We're a program about uh, bicycles, cycling and related transport matters. And my name's Chris and I hope you survived yesterday's pretty amazing weather in Melbourne. On today's show, I've got a really, really packed show. I've got three interviews. First up, got um, Damien talking about um, next next weekend's uh, single speed world championships at uh, Wood End. Then I'll be speaking to CB Marco about riding in Melbourne's western suburbs with a cargo bike and kids and writing and cartoons. And then third interview, I'll be speaking to uh, Troy Parsons, who's standing as a candidate in um, the upcoming council elections. He's standing in for Yarra City Council as a candidate from the Australian Cyclist Party. So that's gonna be pretty interesting. So first up, Damien. Hello, yes. you there?
3: Yes, how are you?
2: Pretty good. So, uh you survived yesterday. <laughs> pretty pretty amazing weather.
3: Oh, it was terrible and I was I was thinking about the the cyclists doing the uh round the bay too. It would have, would have been uh carnage out
2: there oh it would have been okay kind of heading out but heading back into that norley which kind of gusted up to 70 odd k it would have been worse down there oh yeah a lot of
3: people wouldn't have wouldn't have uh partake partaken i
2: think yeah but uh i was kind of at your way towards wood in on the weekend and i was thinking it's actually going to be pretty damn good next next weekend if i want to call it that (laughs) There's there's a lot of water on ground, which is actually going to make for a pretty interesting course.
3: (laughs) I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, (laughs) as event organisers, we're very a little anxious about the weather, of course, but um, you know, we've done a few site visits up there, and there's a whole lot of water all around that area. Mm. However, you know, it's going to be dry from uh, up until then, and and a little bit of sunny weather, so it'll be nice and uh, you know a bit muddy, uh, which.
2: That'll be cool. (laughs) Well, it's better muddy, I reckon, than hard. Hard makes for a bit of a, you know, because this is kind of you're doing like
3: eh,
2: to bring an analogy, like a bit of a single track, that sort of thing. That's what you're doing for the course.
3: Bit of muddy single track, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a world championship, so we we're not going to dumb the course down at all. It's um, it's uh, you know, it's 45k course, like a three clover situation, so a three leaf clover, so. There'll be like a little event centre, and uh, you know the riders will head out, come back in, and then go out another two times if they choose to, of course.
2: Yeah, and the usual um, hijinks you'll probably get with a single speed world.
3: Absolutely, yes, no shortage of that. I mean, that's that's the, the main focus. I mean, it's, it's not just a bicycle race. There's so uh, much more. Um, oh, this is a, a you know a six day bicycle festival. Um, you know most of the people are not too worried about their bicycles so much. It's really what their costume is all about.
2: (laughs) Yes, the costume is very important. So this is kind of the penultimate event or the event itself. It's on um, Sunday the 23rd of October? Yeah,
3: exactly Sunday at uh, Wombat State Forest. Uh, The event centre is Camaray Waters. Any information, by the way, Chris, you know, sswc2016.com and also Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Uh, SS, SSWC, obviously, Single Speed World Championship um, acronym.
2: Yeah, so, but for people who haven't entered, it's all, but you can still do a lot of participation stuff. You've got a whole bunch of events leading into it. You said a six day festival.
3: Absolutely, yeah. The, the, the festival kicks off in Melbourne at Commuter Cycles with a My Mechanic Rules um, Bicycle Mechanics Championships. Uh, however, you know you can actually still enter even though it says uh, official entries have closed. The only thing is that the merchandise isn't um, that that you get. There's a big swag of merch that you get with with entering. Um, that's not guaranteed, but yeah, you can still enter and even entries on the day. We've got 400 at the moment uh, and like 70 internationals, So a fantastic mix of you know uh, people from all over Perth, Brisbane. You know there's a a real great vibe um, leading into this event.
2: So it's going to be huge by well, the sounds of like it. 400. <laughs> that's a pretty big event.
3: Yeah, we 400, and then you know, loads of volunteers, people, because there's there's a cyclocross race on at Hanging Rock on Saturday, and also a little mini festival at Hanging Rock. A lot of other events, 16-inch races, huffy tosses, etc.
2: The um, huffy toss. You have to have that.
3: Oh yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jumping Castle, very kid-friendly, <laughs> kids' races. Yep. Um, and then Sunday really is just the, the race with the, the hosting rights challenge afterwards, which is when other countries, um, you know, partake in the challenge that we provide yep. to see if they can host the, the race next year.
2: Excellent. So those details again, if people want to find out more about the Single Speed Worlds Championships at Woodend...
3: Yep, uh, so we've got uh, the website, uh, all the W's, sswc2016.com, uh, but there's a schedule, full schedule of, of uh, running events on the Facebook page, uh, what will be on the blog on the website as well, and then there's also Instagram.
2: Brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, just a quick catch-up today, and, uh, and I hope um, a lot of people get involved with the events in Melbourne and out at Woodin. It sounds like you've put in a power of work for this, Damien. Well done. Yes,
3: thank you. Thank you, Chris, and um, thank you very much for the support and the opportunity to uh, to to discuss it on the radio.
2: Good thing. Okay, we'll see you soon.
3: Thank you. Right, gentlemen, this panel is now on air.
0: In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street Armidale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio.
4: This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis.
0: This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week.
1: We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the Ten Embassy.
0: From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the East West Tunnel Picket to the Aboriginal Ten Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here, I will die here. I am not moving. <laughs> So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying, happy Happy birthday 3CR. 3CR!
3: I
1: can go, the basket on my bicycle is hanging low,
2: it's filled with things that I am bringing to your house. You Today said on Yarra Bosco News Group Radio, I'm talking to CB Marco about what she gets up to in the western suburbs, being um, a mum, a writer, a cartoonist, and uh, riding her cargo bike. You get up to a lot. <laughs> yes, I've been around. Um, hi, Chris. I'm actually
1: a member of the West Riders Group. It's um, and I'm a student artist at Footscray Community Art Center, and yeah, the cross over the the river. Yeah, um, I've been uh, slowly cycling around the inner west for around five years already. We um, we started with a toggle bike first. It's around twenty around 2011, and then we've had this. Christiana bike, cargo bike for more, like, uh, since 2012. And I also got a Comiette trike as well.
2: And this is so, for riding around with with your children? Yeah, yep, with the kids. Um, just in the West, um, decided
1: to out. Um, I think uh, our, I've been writing about the cargo bike experience just this year. Um, it, I have these two riding groups one in the one in Footscray, and I've got another one with the memoir writing group, the one with Lee Kaufman at the library at the dock, which just finished. So um, I've written 2 nonfiction articles, and it was published online by the literary journal um, The Suburban Review, and I think that's got it all started. And then next thing I know, I've got this uh, idea for the Lifted brow which was a supporter, has been a very big supporter of the West Riders Group. Um, we would have regular sessions with them at the, at the writing group. And then I had this idea for an artwork, since I'm also a student artist at Footscray Arts. And, yeah, I just wanted to write, drop out that um, cartoon, or not a cartoon, a, a comic or an artwork of all the accumulated heckling I got throughout
2: uh, the years of cycling in the inner world. Yeah, so I haven't actually seen the cartoon. I know it's in Lifted Brow Edition 31. So you'll yes. have to pick up a copy copy to have a look at But you're saying this is all the accumulated stuff that you've heard from people heckling you? Yes, um, oh. because it's like... a. Uh Two, tales of,
1: uh, two sides of Melbourne, actually. So you guys over there in the bike discussing all these separated bike lanes and lovely bike lanes, and when you cross over the side of Melbourne Mel- West, that's the hashtag, our side, well, it's a total different <laughs> Melbourne. So it's really... Um, you know the moment i step on um on sunshine which is just uh, a kilometer away it's a total different environment um oh. yeah, like i i feel like i'm out of place there. i've been biking for five years and every time i go there just to go to the shops feel like i'm i'm fish out of water there it's like i'm the alien well <laughs> you know of the car you're like so the the cartoon or the comic would show all the things that people would shout at me, uh, heckle me, like go back to China or get off the road. You're such an irresponsible parent driving with your kids in the cargo bike. Well, in fact, when the cargo bike is European, it's Danish, but apparently when a person of color sits on it <laughs> and drives around the cargo bike, it only changes the narrative which is a very interesting take when you write about it or draw about it. And all the books you ever read are stacked upon your steps instead of in your room and all your shoes are strung out
2: on your neighbour's fence. Among all this I find a note addressed it to It sounds me. like uh, some very lazy thinking from these people and the good old concern troll. That's something cyclists cop a lot of is the concern troll. And you know being very lazy in their responses to you. If you've crossed through Sunshine, there's not much bicycle infrastructure, in fact. There's, there's no some... point
1: to be rude to people
2: regardless. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he has been very... Um, things have gotten better the past few years, and they've probably gotten used to uh, presence of the cargo bike. Um, in fact, the, the supplier of the cargo bike is on the west side by... Um, by uh, PS Bike, which is now called um, Bicycle Import Co. It's a got a different name now. It's on the west side. But yeah, you'd think people would get used to seeing people um, on, on cargo bikes, especially women, women of color, um, which is pretty much safe really now that um, we've got this uh, beautiful, uh, well-paved bicycle line. Along the train line, yep. which is along the uh, Sydenham line, so yep. it's pretty much played well at, at night. I've been cycling this year, even at night, it's pretty safe. So, yeah, we'd like to encourage that kind of um, more
2: cycling around this side of town. Yeah, and well, coming up for council elections, yes. um, Rimbank Council hasn't had proper council elections for a long time, so this could be a really good uh, positive thing for cycling in the inner west or, you know, that part of western suburbs. What do you think? Um, There's this bicycle group, actually, in Brimbrandt's
1: side, and the way they promote cycling is more of trails and um, leisure and recreation. What we want... Uh, more like uh, everyday cycling as cycling is everyday transport it's just a bike ride down the road to get to the shops but there's no uh, infrastructure to make us all safe we get to the shops and it's all a way roundabout way to go through the trials so we hope that with this um, election coming for the very first time the longest time that we get to see some update on the infrastructure in the side of
2: Brimbank is such a huge part of Melbourne. It really is. It is. It's a whole lot of area to cover, but we're looking
1: for they, they, they keep on telling us it's part in the plan, it's in their five-year plan and they would send us PDF files and it's there and just we're just really, really looking forward to that update to that to that start of building better infrastructure for bicycles get back on my bicycle, I'm moving slow. Never thought I'd realize the type of things I come to know. Some people just want cut out for this type um, of online. I'm actually more on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I hang around on Twitter a lot. It's Cubbyberry. I advocate for bicycles for disability. For riding cargo bikes, make it normal and not weird. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a twitter away. So yep. Yeah, we're So, there.
2: so people can pick up your work in either the Lifted Brow um, edition number thirty one, or you're talking, yeah, absolutely. Also, yep. And also in the Suburban Review. Which edition was that? thinking something about the winter edition about the night.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm currently working on a memoir right now about my days on cycling in a cargo bike around Melbourne and as a person a woman of color and as a carer with a child with a disability and cancer. So I'm writing about my adventure for the past five years doing all that and cycling in coffee as well. So I'm I'm quite a coffeeholic, so yeah, powered by coffee. And you also do tweet ups as well? Absolutely. I've met a lot of friends on Twitter, my My best friends are on Twitter. That's how I met them, which is fantastic. People in Melbourne are just really amazing. So got new friends, new set of friends on Twitter.
2: Hey CB, it's been wonderful talking to you. We've actually got to meet up for a tweet up at some point. I've got to get out of my inner, get out of my inner (laughs) North enclave (laughs) and come over west. I I used to go over the western suburbs a lot. But look, you know, Melbourne is a big, spaced out city, huge footprint, and really where you are, it should be a lot better. And I reckon uh, Brimbank Council and people who are going for council elections, get to it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Thank you so much for chatting today. Thank you Chris.
1: I'm bound to get to you
2: I guess I'll have to let him go Oh, I guess i
4: Hi, this is Mitchell from Cut Copy, and you're listening to 3CR. Please support community
3: radio. Subscribe now.
0: You're listening to 3CR Radio.
2: Today on Yarra Vosk Hughes Group Radio, Community Radio 3CR, I am talking to Troy Parsons, who is standing as a candidate in the upcoming Yarra Council elections from the Australian Cyclist Party. Troy.
4: Hi Chris, good morning. Uh, thanks for the intro. Yeah, I stood as a candidate in the state election for the Cyclist Party. I am a resident of Yarra, obviously have been interested in trying to further uh, better cycling facilities in Yarra. However, just you know, being involved in that process, you see the problems. You know, one of the problems is, is funding, um, and Yarra has reduced funding for cycling. Some of the other peripheral things, like you know, the LADMS project, the local area traffic management surveys they do, funding for those has been dropped, which is a problem more generally for providing safer streets. But then also, you know, they they tend to be good for improving our. Areas for cycling. So that'd be kind of the two big things. Some of the other things are, you know, our, our planning as well. I, I think could be improved to, you know, keep keep Yarra livable. And you know, I, I think it really comes down to prioritising people at, at the top of you know the list when it comes to how we develop.
2: So you basically answered the question I was going to ask you. You standing as a single issue uh, candidate but obviously you're not because planning is a massive issue in Yarra. It's obviously probably the issue after traffic.
4: There's kind of two answers to that question. Like, it's sort of yes and no. Obviously, in the cyclist party, it is kind of that is the central issue, but it's not so much as a single issue. It's kind of a central tenet, uh, as it were, to the way we approach things. So cycling, obviously, you know, we like it because, you know, it has, it has health benefits for our community. It's just a lightweight form of travel. Where it's quicker, it's easier, it's more fun and so on. But, you know, the flow-on effects from that is if it's easy to get around by bike, the city becomes more accessible. And so one of the main thrusts of, you know, what I, what I talk to people about is, you know, we've got this new school going up in Richmond, which I think is a great thing. You know, I'm really, really um, looking forward to having a new high school in Richmond. But how are kids going to get to the high school? I, I think that's a big problem. You know, we don't see kids riding to school a lot in Yarra or Melbourne or Australia in general. And that's, that's kind of one of the core issues I'd like to see fixed. And, you know, if you can get kids riding to school, it means you've got safe streets. You've got streets that are navigable uh, by children. And if you've got that level of safety in your street, that means those streets are accessible to anyone. You know, if it's like grandma going to the shops or, you know, dad trying to do his daycare run, you know, and even just, you know, improves walking um, and all this kind of accessibility. You know, if we can get that as a priority for the way we improve our city. I I think just the flow-on effects are are actually really broad.
2: So you're looking at what the term is known as 8 to 80?
4: Yeah, so you know, um, 8 to 80 in terms of the cycling stuff. I think the planning could be done much better to provide for families. You know, there's more families living in a city these days and it's not always easy to get around. You know, again, our street network, you know, sometimes crossing lights are not very well designed, you know, hard to get across prams, our footpaths are kind of broken. Again, driveways are designed for the comfort of cars, not really people who are walking down the footpath. And, you know, riding with kids is is not necessarily easy, depending where on Yarra you live. And it sort of gets back to the, you know, enabling kids to ride to school or, you know, take a scooter to school, whatever it is.
2: And so Yarra should be changing their focus from, like, you know, the the fit, able type of view they've had on people who ride bikes to, again, the 8 to 80, and also making those changes in the Lathams to make sure that it is a proper... Uh, safe and equitable riding environment.
4: Well, absolutely. And one of the things that kind of kick-started this was I was in a meeting with some council officers and I, I kind of brought this up. I said, you know, why, why don't we design the bike lane or, you know, the street facilities like this? You know, I, I don't really see how someone would feel comfortable letting their kids ride down here. And an officer replied and said, I don't care about kids. Which was a really shocking response, and I don't think he meant it in a personal sense. He meant it in a political sense. But what it meant was he doesn't have people, you know, the, the people vying for things, uh, you know, in terms of cycle infrastructure, you know, the kind of young and fit riders. In terms of other facilities, you know, it's people who are against developments or whatever, but, you know, there's no one really advocating for kids. You know, they, I mean, how great would it be if kids could vote for our council? <laughs> <It's a> pretty <laughs> interesting council.
2: Yeah, so you very know, it really,
4: I really took that to heart. You know, like. Mm. We don't care about our kids' safety, you know, being able to ride down the street. That seems like a critically important thing that we should be prioritising. And you could see from that single statement that that is very much not a philosophy carried by, you know, the inner workings of council. Back to your original question in terms of the development, though. You know, some of the problems we see with cycling in, I mean, Australia in general, but in Melbourne, so you know, people talk about Copenhagen and sometimes New York and so on. They, they have some less problems than us in that, you know, for instance, they don't have as many mid-block crossings as we do. So you know, when you walk down the footpath, you've got a driveway coming out at you. Now, most of the historical parts of Melbourne don't have that problem either, but with a lot of the new developments, we're actually introducing that And so, you know, parts of Abbotsford, that's happened to now. So when you're on the kind of uh, eastern part of Victoria Street, you know, where you would have had a nice uninterrupted footpath with um, streets and, uh, sorry, stores and cafes and restaurants, you know, now you've got like a grey wall, a ventilation shaft and then a driveway ejecting cars. And, you know, I think that's a problematic design. Uh, It impacts the livability of uh, Yarra. You know, it's really prioritizing things uh, in the wrong way. It's sort of treating cars as the foremost solution to how people get around, where it really should be about people walking down the street safely, not having to, you know, have all these unnecessary crossings. And, and of course, it just kind of makes for an ugly street. You know, a, a driveway is not a beautiful thing to look at, and a ventilation shaft is not a beautiful thing to look at. But, you know, cafes and restaurants and having uh, sidewalk seating, you know, it's a much, much better thing for our community environment and you know, traders and, and so on.
2: Yeah, so I've got to ask that the ward you're standing for. Uh, I'm standing in Nichols Ward. There's three wards in Yarra, and uh, was it? I'm just trying to remember for Yarra, it's a postal, isn't it, or turn up? Um...
4: No, ours is an attendance election. Oh, okay, so yeah, need... it is a turn up. Yes. Okay, yes, yep. you do need to turn up at your local uh, polling booth. Um, I don't have the locations on me, unfortunately, but there is six in Nichols, um, and they are on the VEC website.
2: It's uh, we've sent out our questionnaire to candidates. I've uh, got a couple of responses back so far, so that's good. And uh, This is Yarrabug, and we should have that out later this week, because I didn't, oh, forgot we did one back in 2008 as well. So, so yeah, that was quite interesting to see how, you know, questionnaires and stuff we've done against, how things have evolved and some things that haven't even happened in the last 12 years. It's um, fascinating, actually, from a linear perspective so yeah. It is.
4: I I would encourage your listeners to actually get in touch with some of the candidates and ask them very direct questions about what they would support because it's been interesting standing as a candidate. It's the first time for me. You certainly get a lot of emails from people concerned about a a variety of issues which is great. You you get to see what matters to the community and so if you want cycling to matter to councillors you you need to ensure that they understand that is an issue and a priority for you.
0: Tune in,
2: dig deep, and clean up by purchasing some fantastic discounted gardening books from 3CR's online garden store. We have books on water wise gardening, organic vegetables, roses, climbers, and creepers, and even clematis. It's easy. Just go to our website, 3cr.org.au,
3: and follow the links on the front page. Don't have internet access? Call the station during business hours between nine and five, and we'll post out a catalogue in
2: the mail. All proceeds help keep Melbourne's favourite gardening show on air for another year. Tune in 7.30 a.m. every Sunday morning. And that's all I've got time for this week on Yarra Group Radio. Thank you too, Damien. Uh, it's C.B. Marco and Troy for um, the interviews today. Pretty of a packed show. And don't forget that uh, council elections are coming up. Either it's a postal or uh, an attendance vote. In uh, Derriban it's postal. In Yarra, it's an attendance one for the 22nd of October. So just keep an eye out for that. And also, I believe there is a Yarra candidates forum on tonight, the 10th of October again. I haven't got the um, actual... Uh, details on me but I'll put them on the podcast anyway thank you for today and up next is Dirt Radio and don't forget that on 3CR we rely upon your donations of subscriptions to keep us on air so don't forget to go to 3cr.org.au and make sure that you subscribe or donate to 3CR I'll uh, be back in about a fortnight and up next is Dirt Radio <laughs>